Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler and this week's episode marks the finale of the specialism weeks we've run throughout 2021, focused so far on e-commerce, gaming, audio, and today's pièce de résistance, connected TV. And it's not one, but two guests today, as I welcome Rick Oakley, Digital Director for Northern Europe at Johnson & Johnson, and Laura Belcher, Senior Sales Manager at Amazon Ads. And it's an incredibly useful conversation about TV streaming, and live sports. We, of course, touch on the US Open on Prime Video and the phenomenal rise of Britain's Emma Raducanu. We also talk about friend of the podcast, Peter Field, and have Rick and Laura face off on who is the longest standing season ticket holder at Manchester United and Spurs, respectively, which, to be totally honest, wasn't something I was expecting. Amazon Ads, IMDb TV announcement as part of their recent digital upfront, as well as Connected TV's ability to build brands in the same way Linear TV has for decades, both get notable mentions too. But I started by asking Laura to tell me a bit more about live sports on Prime Video. So live sports on Amazon Prime Video has been available in the US since 2018 when we first aired NFL which is Thursday night football. Uh, Though as a football fan in England, I personally was absolutely (laughs) thrilled to see uh, Amazon bring this to the UK through exclusive rights to 20 Premier League fixtures in the 2019-2020 season. If we fast forward to today, and the proposition has evolved across Europe, Prime Video now has exclusive live broadcasting rights to League One in France, Champions League fixtures in Germany, There's Roland Garros tennis in France, the Alternation Series rugby in the UK again, mm. as well as, of course, the 20 English Premier League fixtures every season up until the 2024-25. And Prime Video also recently aired uh, the US Open final. Oh, of course. Which, of course, our very own Emma Raducanu mm. did incredibly well. What? I mean, it's not luck in a way, of course, because she's absolutely brilliant, but... How incredible that, um, you know, it was one of those moments you felt like where whether you're into tennis or not, it felt like a sort of a nation glued to this thing. Uh, And how incredible that, you know, one of the places you could watch it was um, was on Prime Video. Of course. And I think, you know, we were so proud to bring that to to the UK audience. And, you know, my whole family and friends were completely glued. And and how amazing were their were their speeches at the end as well? I I mean, so inspiring. Um, uh, and I'd forgotten about the Automation series, actually, as as you mention it. Uh, but there's loads and loads of variety as well. You mentioned football. So it would only be right if I asked you, who's your who's your team, Laura? Uh, well, James, I am a lifelong Spurs fan. Are you? So I've been a season ticket holder for 25 years. Wow. Um, yeah, seen... Seem not surprised, <laughs> uh, but far too many lows as well, um, oh. which we won't mention. But uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say it's um, very dear to my heart. And the new stadium is, is I mean, it's something else, isn't it? And I know they're doing all of the sort of the NFL stuff there as well, but it's, mm. I mean, it's incredible. Have you, oh, you're a season dig holder. Of course you've been, mm-hmm. you've been lots. I have, yeah. Obviously spent more of my life at White Hart Lane, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is, is quite incredible. Um, 
probably hasn't got the charm uh, of White Hart Lane just yet, but it, uh, like I said, it's a phenomenal place in terms of technology. Probably the only place uh, that could rival it, Rick, is the Theatre of Dreams, no? Of course, yeah. So uh, you're right, James. I'm a Manchester United fan. Um, have been all my life. Uh, I, and now that I've, I live down south, so I'm originally from the northwest of England, but mm. now that I live down south, I feel like I have to kind of somehow qualify my, uh, <laughs> my right to support Manchester United. Uh, so... I'm from Lancashire. My dad was from Salford. I've had season tickets at Old Trafford for about 20 years. Mm. So, uh, so there we go. So I'm allowed to support Manchester United. You're very, you're very allowed to. I mean, look at this. 12 years, 20 years season ticket holders, sort of incredible. For what it's worth, I used to go and watch the old game at Charlton Athletic when I lived in Greenwich uh, and follow them from afar in lowly League One now. But um, that sort of feels quite small compared to you two high flyers. Um, uh, Rick, in terms of uh, Johnson & Johnson, it's not your first foray into streaming tv it's it's something you've been doing for years but uh, talk to me about the appeal of of live sports and and, and streaming tv what, what is it that kind of attracts you and keeps you coming back oh yeah I, I think there are loads of reasons i think it's uh it's a great way of reaching our audiences um and in, in particular some audiences really over indexed in, in in live sports um obviously streaming streaming provides the incremental reach mm. um kind of beyond tv um, but I think, I know we talked about this uh, kind of once before, but it's, it's a really highly impactful channel. Um, and I was listening to a podcast a while ago, uh, so The, the Uncensored CMO uh, by John Evans at, uh, at System One. Mm. So uh, I actually used to work with John. He was my boss for a while at, nice. uh, at Centauri working on Lucas Aiden Ribenus. But it, yeah, he, was, uh, he had uh, Peter Field on. Uh, so mm. Peter Field obviously wrote uh, The Long and the Short of It with, with Les Binet. Uh, the godfather of effectiveness, I think he's Indeed, he's he is, yeah. Um, but, but what was interesting about this was they were talking about attention uh, and how attention varies, you know, really wildly across media channels. Um, but they, they kind of went on and really dug into it and said, you know, that we should really consider attention and potentially start trying to kind of measure share of attention as well as share of voice. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, it's fascinating, really, when you when you kind of dig into it. But uh, but yeah, I, I think it just made me think of this podcast. And it made me think of this, uh, you know, the, the Premier League and kind of live events. You know, when they're being watched on the big screen or other devices, yeah, they they really do have a high level of attention. Um, it makes it a really attractive option for us. Yeah, and of course, Peter Field, friend of this podcast, I should say, uh, we managed to talk to him at the very start of lockdown, where he was making the case quite rightly that. Probably, if you can still buy a product or a service from an advertiser, you shouldn't really turn everything off. This was at a time when advertisers were just literally just pulling money out because you couldn't go to shops and you couldn't take flights. But he was making that case that actually, when stuff does bounce back, the ones that stay, even at a low level, that stay on are going to feel the benefit rather than those that just, you know, stop and try and start again. But I mean, yeah, I mean the guy's just this- a genius. There's, there's so much of that. And they, they were talking about exactly that in, in the podcast. Mm. And I think, you know, kind of hindsight's a great thing. And they were saying just, you know, the people that did stay on have really won, you know, like a once in a lifetime opportunity to kind of, you know, really win in that space. Um, and the ones that, that opted out maybe, maybe missed an opportunity. Yeah, I remember seeing a big um, uh, tube ad for uh, Saudi Arabia. Like a very start, I was just like, that, that just doesn't make sense. I can't even think about going to Saudi Arabia. Like I can't even go to Cheshire, let alone Saudi Arabia. But you know, there is some thinking there that, of course, you are stimulating this demand, and at some point, you can book a flight, right? You don't have to now. You can just go to Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's football galore. 
We've probably lost half the audience. If half yeah. the audience don't like football, too much football. But we've got we've got the football fans, which is um, which is good. Laura, tell me a bit more about the Johnson and Johnson live sports campaign, which ran on Prime Video. Of course. So to set some context, back in 2019, when we first worked with J and J on Prime Video, this was a brand new ad format in its infancy. Prime Video had never broadcasted Premier League games before. And in fact, this was the first time that any broadcaster had run an entire weekend of full mm, fixtures yeah, yeah. through streaming at the same time. Um, you know, we took this opportunity to J earlier that year, identifying Regain as a brand that had a desire to reach a specific male audience, an audience that naturally aligned with the English Premier League. Mm. So many of my friends across because it was it was Boxing Day, wasn't it? It was in around Christmas. The the games that were shown. So many of my friends just signed up for a Prime account, literally just to, just to yeah. watch the football. It's like that phenomenon when the World Cup comes and everyone just goes out and buys a big new telly. Uh, it, it was a little bit like that. And of course, you know, once you uh, once you're in, you're in, and it's uh, and it's fantastic. Is regaining just a, a a complete no-brainer for this one, Rick? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, so j- just to be clear, the activation was just a little bit before my time. I joined Johnson and Johnson in June last year, but mm. uh, I, I think testimony really. It's something that we still talk about often, uh, and it's used as a very successful um, internal case study. So, um, so yeah, so live Premier League with Amazon, um, really great fit for regain from an mm. audience perspective. Um, but also the the thing that we really liked was Regain is one of our best performing brands on Amazon in terms of sales. So yeah, uh, it kind of worked really well from that perspective. Mm. Um, I think you know we, we talked about kind of uh, Christmas early and kind of the timing was really favourable. So that that period in between Christmas and New Year is a good yeah. one for advertisers. The audience for live sport is is really high. A lot of people are kind of full of you know leftovers from Christmas dinner. They're sat on the sofa watching <laughs> sport on Boxing Day. Um, so yeah, no, so that, that that really kind of kind of helps it, but uh, the results are really positive. Um, I think there's a huge over delivery of impressions. It's it was something incredible, like 120. percent uh, We won more new regained cu- customers on Amazon Day than any other day previously. Wow. Um, and then search stats for regain, you know, throughout that period were, were up a massive number, like 400 percent for that period. Um, and sales uh, saw a really a really positive uptick as well. So a really great result. And and that search is on Amazon or more broadly. Uh, Amazon, yeah, that's incredible. Um, and I wonder you sort of talking about the Christmas bit there. Just sort of dawned on me that linear TV, in a way, is so saturated at that at that time of year and so themed around Christmas. Um, you know, it it almost feels. I mean, you talked a bit about uh, the incremental reach of of connected TV, but I, I guess you get out of that quite crowded linear space as well where everything's you know the big retailers are doing lots you know everyone seems to be doing stuff at at Christmas whereas you've got a sort of slightly smaller niche here I'd love to ask you about strategy and we sort of come across this quite a lot with we did it a lot with mobile you know people felt uh, like at this, when mobile was new, you needed a mobile strategy, you needed an app strategy. Influencer marketing came along and said, like, okay, I need an influencer strategy. Where does um, connected TV, new TV, whatever label we call it, where does it fit for you? Is it part of something bigger or have you got strategic uh, uh, goals specifically in connected TV? Uh, a bit of both. I mean, obviously it fits into uh, you know a broader media strategy. Um but yeah, so I mean, just we, we work with UM on this, and I should I should probably give them a bit of a shout out here. They've um, they've been really proactive in the space of of connected TV and addressable TV, mm. and I think um, that that's really helped us. 
um, they've they've been kind of almost encouraging us often to kind of be pioneers in this space. So I think it's it, we do have a central strategy, but um, this kind of sticks out in terms of something that we need to uh, we need to prioritize and kind of uh, learn from. Um, but yeah, so so UM we've we've worked them with them for a long time now. Uh, we've encouraged them to help us develop like what we call like a test and learn approach. So there's nothing particularly uh, surprising there. But I think what it what it's allowed us to do is just kind of dip our toes into things early, uh, make some small mistakes, learn, yeah, build our capability, build yeah. up our confidence, um, and it's proved a very successful approach. Uh, not just on this uh, on this media channel, but on others as well. Um, and yeah, so from a strategic perspective, I suppose our linear TV spend has been decreasing mm -hmm. over time mm. and we're switching over obviously to kind of connected addressable options um, and they've just performed really well. Uh, I think going back, going back to the point I made a moment ago about attention access, I think addressable is one of these channels which, you know, can really offer us the best of both worlds. Um, it's a channel with high reach. It's obviously got this high attention, but I think now, you know, this ability to kind of target audiences precisely yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just makes it kind of extremely attractive, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, nice shout out to UM as well, um, who probably have been involved in lots of the activities the IB are doing around connectivity. So it's probably where they're getting all this sort of br these brilliant recommendations from. Must be, must uh, be. I, I would hope. Um, Laura, I mean, we're recording this on. Friday, just yesterday, we had the Amazon Ads uh, digital upfront, which was, I mean, it was as traditional up, uh, an upfront, if I can call it as possible. So much new stuff in terms of like the slate that's coming for next year. I mean, the biggest thing you talked about was um, the UK launch of IMDb TV. Give us a taster for those that might not have seen the upfront in terms of what's coming up next uh, in the world of Amazon and connected TV. Of course. So first off, our UK live sports rights with the Premier League have been extended to the 24-25 season. So that will remain an opportunity for years to come for our advertisers. Uh, however, the new news is the launch of our new streaming service, IMDb TV, mm. which officially launched in the UK on the 29th of September. Uh, we're so excited about this launch with 93% of all time spent watching video ads being on TV. Yeah. A little bit more about what it actually is. It's, it's ad-supported mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to debut with IMDb TV originals such as um, Moment of Truth, which is the story of Michael Jordan's oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. father's untimely death, um, as well as other shows such as Top Class and uh, My Dirt Road Diary, which sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> And, you know, a library of thousands of popular movies and TV shows, including Pulp Fiction, mm. Anger Management, Two Broke Girls, which is a brilliant comedy, uh, and a show called Leverage Redemption as well, which has been hugely popular in the US with our audiences over there. Amazing. And that was the one, there's a bunch of interviews, I think, with the cast, wasn't there? Uh, there as, were, as yeah. Part of the upfront. I mean, looks looks absolutely, and the Michael Jordan thing looks great as well. Uh, yeah. It really is all killer, no filler. So you've got the, the prime video option, of course, and now you've got this ad-funded free model. I mean, something for everyone. Exactly, yeah. It's available on the prime video app. It's also available on the standalone app through Fire TV. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, every month we're adding new, highly sought-after licensed content, providing customers with free entertainment across you know, a whole variety of genres. I mean, just literally rolling out the classics in time for Christmas. I mean, it's it's superb, absolutely spoiled for choice. Rick, just to, you, you touched on it a second ago. Well, you've talked a bit about attention, which I love. And I think uh, increasingly we know uh, as a trade body, 
we want our focus to be on attention. I mean, it gets us just a million miles away from the sort of the vanity things like clicks and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. But on, on measurement specifically, uh, is the, the, the beauty here, I guess, is you talked about... Um, you talked about searches being up. You talked about being the ability to see sales up. I mean, having having it all there, having it run within the Amazon ecosystem, and to see the the result. I mean, that's kind of the gold at the end of the rainbow in terms of measurement, isn't it? You're right, James. I think all of those extra kind of data points can really help us make a case for uh, for advertising on this channel. Um, I think first of all, though, you know, econometrics is the obvious first mm. step. Um, you need to be able to compare this on an equal footing with the rest of your plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we just said there, you know, all of these additional data points, so search uplift, um, sales, penetration. So, you know, all these new customers that we're winning yeah. um, really kind of helps us uh, measure total performance and judge the overall impact of the campaign. And um, I, th- I think we, we often refer to this, you know, it's a term that we, we're using more and more internally is, is around winning on the digital shelf. Mm. And this is a really nice example of some of, you know, your bigger advertising formats connecting kind of, you know, really quickly and closely with, you know, the online world, you know, this idea of digital shelf and, you know, driving sales conversion very quickly. Um, I think, yeah, so, you know, of all media channels, the AV is going through a lot of exciting change. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, again, I'm, I, I can keep saying this, but it's got this potential sweet spot of you know, high reach, high attention, and this precision targeting, which makes it super attractive. Um, and then I suppose just in terms of anyone wanting to dip their toe into this, and, mm. you know, do what we've done. I think my advice is pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, it's test and learn. Um, this is what we've done. It's worked really, really well for us. Um, but yeah, test and learn, see what works, make some small mistakes, don't fail big, um, build your confidence and your capability. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a tried and tested approach, but it but it really does work. Yeah, uh, and you know, Laura's talked about it. We've heard more from uh, upfronts this week that you know more and more video connected TV is being watched on the big shared screen. You know, the one that for years and years and years has always been where you you know build brands, shared experiences. Do, do, do you see? And I think God know what the answer is because you've just you've just talked about it. Do, do you think that um, new TV connected TV can credibly build brands in the same way that linear has given that it's being watched like linear tv now not you know yes in part on the back seat of a bus on a uh, on an iphone which is a very different experience but given so much of it is now on the big screen do, do you think connected tv can build brands or, or does it still fall into that sort of slight performance digital bit of the plan I think that's it. I think I think it can do both. Mm. Um, Brilliant and, and answer. This is the challenge. <laughs> well, I think this is a challenge. You know, we, we we as human beings, we want to kind of put things into boxes. Yeah, yeah, and say, yeah, yeah. This is for this. This is for that. And and it's not like that. It's yeah, if it was, our, our jobs would be much easier. But it's not. But I think it can do all of those things. And I think, you know, the you know, the beauty that this brings is, like I say, it starts to connect the digital shelf, and you know, you really start to have all of these extra measurement points on which to judge the campaign. I love it. It's the perfect, perfect answer. Uh, thank you so much, Rick. And Laura, thank you as well. Thank you for an amazing upfront uh, this week. I mean, we were talking about it before we started. You are literally the face of Amazon ads now. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, for hire. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, thank you for admitting your 12-year season ticket holder at Spurs. I know that can't have been easy for you, but um, thank you for sharing that. Years, <laughs> Similarly, 25 with, with... years. Of oh, Christ. <laughs> God. Uh and 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 Rick, to you as well. You know, down south, I don't know quite know how well it's going to go down. But thank you for the justification. 
<laughs> you're you're very welcome to support your boyhood team. Uh, thank e- you very e- much. Even though you're down here, but a genuine thank you to both of you. It's amazing to talk about work that has real tangible business results as well in what is a very fast moving but very exciting space. So thank you both for giving me some time this afternoon. The IAB UK podcast. Laura Belcher from Amazon Ads and Rick Oakley from Johnson & Johnson there. There was that very profound line from Rick about 15 minutes in when he said that Connected TV has this sweet spot of being high reach, high attention with precision targeting. And that's the thing for him as a marketer that makes CTV so attractive. Also, thoughts are with Rick at this difficult, difficult time, as they are with all Manchester United fans. After Sunday's fixture with arch-rivals Liverpool didn't quite go to plan, we move on. If you want to view or listen to any of the content we've produced for Connected TV Week, or indeed any of the other digital advertising specialism weeks, you can find it all at iabuk.com. And while you're there... You can find all the episodes of this podcast too, including the quite brilliant one referenced earlier featuring Peter Field on why brands should continue to invest in advertising during pandemics and lockdowns. Sage words indeed. For now, though, thanks very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.